Psalm 145. Psalm 145. The title of the message tonight is a question. Um, who is great? Who is great? When uh, I was talking to a friend the other day, and it's a... <laughs> You know, when you have a when you have a biblical worldview, certain things hit you in a certain way, and um, we're having a conversation about some things coming up. And um, a good friend of mine, he's a pastor as well, and uh, he said to me, he said, uh, uh, "Brother Mark," he said, because I just gave him some feedback on something. He said, "Brother Mark, you're awesome," and you know, as a Christian, that kind of like hits you, like, okay, like is that a test right now? Like, if I don't say no, uh, only the Lord's awesome, you know, is he going to think, yeah, he, he failed the test. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's arrogant. Um, or, uh, you know, you just be gracious about it and say, hey, you know, I think you're great too, you know. And, and I think that he genuinely meant it that way, so I just, that's what I gave him back, to you, uh, gave him back you know, is, uh, you're great too. I really appreciate you too, brother. Um, but, you know, I'm just saying that when you hear stuff like that, you know, I mean, we know that only God is really awesome, right? And, uh, and so when we, when we give each other compliments as friends, obviously in our heart we know that we're not to take any accolades that are due to God, uh, but at the same time, um, you know, we usually just mean things on a certain level, on a certain level, right? Uh, when I, I went to school in Canada, in Alberta, Canada, am I okay with just a pulpit mic here? Okay. I'm pretty stationary these days anyways. Okay, thanks. Um, and, you know, they were big into hockey there, right? Big into hockey. And, uh, um, and every little town has this rink and everything. So I got into hockey when I was there, and I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's an interesting sport. Um, yeah, Bob, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, hockey crazy there. It's like the rest of the world with soccer, Canada is with hockey. Well, they had a hockey player in the 80s, and uh, actually – Saw him play live a couple times, and but he was called uh, Wayne Gretzky, right? Was his name? What was it? What was his uh, nickname? What's that? The Great One. They called him the Great One, and just kind of a you know, even in person, he wasn't impressive, uh, you know, just as far as his stature goes. Just kind of a wisp of a guy, really. Uh, uh, but the guy could skate and handle the puck, amazing, and and the way he would set other people up and top goal scorer and everything, play for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, so the great one, they called him, you know, and uh, um, he kind of came across as a pretty humble guy, really, but he was a great hockey player. Uh, Muhammad Ali, he uh, wasn't known for his humility, right? Um, Cassius Clay, what was his saying? I am the king. I float like a bee and sting like a... No, I sting like a butterfly. Um, I float like a butterfly and sting like a bee, Right? Uh, Cassius Clay changed his name to Muhammad Ali, but, um, and he actually made the statement, he actually made the statement, it's hard to be humble when you're as great as I am. Uh, well, that may be true, and I think, you know, he, he had a sense of humor as well, but he did he'd get hit in the head a lot, and, and uh, you know, he ended up, of course, he's got, um, you know, Parkinson's at a pretty young age, and uh, couldn't really float like a butterfly anymore, right, and and so even the greatest of men, strongest, uh, most you know, formidable of uh, imposing figures, humanly speaking, they do meet their demise, uh, ultimately. 
One of the greatest, arguably one of the greatest uh, basketball players of all time, um, in my book, probably second to, to Michael Jordan, is, uh, was Kobe Bryant. And uh, I say arguably, other people think other players, but um, Kobe Bryant, I don't know if he was thinking of, of Muhammad Ali when he said this, but he said, don't mess, I, don't, I don't mess with bees, man. But other than that, I'm not afraid of anything. And uh, they called him the Black Mamba, right? Because, uh, I mean, that's, he just had that instinct as a basketball player. He, he wanted the ball. He was like Jordan. Uh, he wanted the ball when, when, it, when it counted, and, uh, and he, could, uh, you know, he, could, he, could, he could win a game single-handedly a lot of times. Um, as far as world figures, we think of uh, men like Herod, and uh, Herod was called in particular, this Herod was called Herod the Great. Herod the Great. And in Acts chapter 12, it talks about Herod the Great. I know you're in Psalm 145, we'll, we'll get there. But in Acts chapter 12, it says, And upon a set day, Herod, and this was Herod the Great, arrayed in royal apparel, set upon his throne, and made an oration upon them, unto them, unto the people. So he spoke to the people. And the people gave a shout, saying, It's the voice of a god, and not of a man. Herod the Great, right? Um, and uh, evidently because he accepted these accolades, you know, that, that which was due unto God. And that's what makes us so careful as Christians, you know. We don't want any part of that, right? Um, immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory, and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Now, look, I don't, I don't find any joy in the demise of, of, of any man. Um, you know, we're all but dust, and, and uh, we all need the grace of God. Um, I don't say with any glee, you know, that a man like, uh, like Muhammad Ali uh, got early onset uh, Parkinson's and that, um, you know, the black mamba, he went on a helicopter ride, right? Went on a helicopter ride, thought it was just another day, did a lot of that stuff. He was a celebrity. And his helicopter went down that day, and he didn't make it. And I think his daughter was in the, the helicopter with him as well. Um, and so, you know, one of the greatest basketball players of all time couldn't save himself in that situation. I, I take no joy in hearing of any of these. I mean, of a man, you know, who could have given glory to God with his life. Evidently, you know, Herod the Great, he must have been a great leader. He must have had God-given gifts that, that he, but he used them for himself and for his own exaltation. And... Uh, and actually, uh, there's, there's historic studies of the, uh, you know, as documented in other historic places, um, accounts that um, Herod did die of, he had worms in his system, um, and uh, maggots, actually. Um, and so the biblical account is, is, as always, is right on there. I was reading about King Louis Fourteenth. They had a lot of King Louis, I guess, of France. And uh, he had a 72-year reign. So that was a long time. Those guys, I mean, they were always, you know, one king, you know, the cousin would kill him off, or the next guy that wanted to be king, or the last guy that was, or, you know, they, they usually didn't, you know, their, their, their shelf life wasn't real long uh, for these kings. But this guy, 72 years. And he actually, you know, it's, it's kind of funny when people give themselves nicknames, right? Most of the time, they don't stick. You know, you ever been around somebody that tried to give themselves a nickname? 
like when someone else gives you a nickname, you know, over time it kind of probably catches on, but I always find it kind of humorous when people try to give themselves a, a nickname. Um, and, uh, but this guy, he actually did, and he pulled it off. Um, he called himself the Great, uh, King Louis the Great. 72-year reign. And at his funeral, there was tremendous pomp and circumstance. I mean, it was so elaborate, uh, even in his death. And uh, everything was gilded with gold and all the orchestrated and just a tremendous affair. Um, and the way they had it set up, because he was the great, they had, they had all the, the lights dimmed in the place. And where his casket was, and his casket was, you know, worth more than a palace, you know. Uh, but where his casket was, they had one candle there. That was the only light that was, that was lit in, in the place. And, uh, and so um, when Bishop Massillon, I was reading, um, he got up to, to speak at, at uh, Louis the Great's funeral, he extinguished that candle. Psst. And he uttered these words, only God is great. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> I don't know how, how it went over at the time, <laughs> but uh, what a moment, right? What a moment to make that declaration. Um, and so let's go here to uh, Psalm 145. You're there, Psalm 145, and we'll pick it up in verse 1. It says, I will extol thee, my God. And that is really, it's the verbalizing of the greatness of God. And with that thought, we'll have a word of prayer and we'll look at some thoughts from this, uh, from this psalm. Lord, thank you that you are great and that it is no hyperbole or misnomer to state you as such. And uh, Lord, you're the one that's worthy of that full um, proclamation and Lord, uh, uh, thank you for that, and we do uh, exalt you and extol you uh, today, and we just want to be reminded uh, that that's good for us to do. It, it, it keeps us in the right place and gives us the right perspective. And, uh, and so, Lord, I pray now that uh, you'd help for us to take this uh, to, to heart, and uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I will extol thee, my God, O King. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Now, sometimes when we bless somebody's name... That doesn't last because at a time we had somebody, maybe we, maybe we put them on a pedestal or maybe at a certain time they seemed like they were worthy for us to bless their name as it were. Uh, but then circumstances changed and, and um, it didn't seem like uh, that, that, was the, that was the appropriate thing anymore. But with God, forever, forever it will be appropriate to bless his name, to extol him as the great God. Verse 2, every day will I bless thee. And so, you know, we don't have to be um, up and down in our relationship with God. You know, sometimes with people, we, there's an ebb and flow to it. You know? Sometimes we're doing better in our relationship with some people, you know, at certain times than others. And those things have to be worked through. And they, you know, I mean, like, uh, I'm a happily married man, but, you know, there, there's been things we've had to work through over the years. And uh, um, 32 years, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, they're, they're, not every day was what we would call, I mean, just honestly, marital bliss. Okay? Um, now, overall, 
Yes, it has been, okay? It has been that. But, you know, I wouldn't say that every day, every day has been the same in that regard. Um, but with God, because of who he is, because of who he is, right, our, 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 our relationship can be based on the fact that he is always and consistently in every day, 24-7, a great God who is worthy of, um, of, our, full, of our full honor and, uh, and our full praise. And every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Say, so, you know, um, you ever hear somebody singing someone else's praises? That's what we call it, right? Oh, they're really singing their praises. Well, wait a couple of weeks, and, you know, they might be singing a different tune. <laughs> but with God, you know, it never should be that way. It never should be that way. Um, why? Because verse 3 says this. And this is the key verse. We'll read a few more, but I want you to see this verse here. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. That's a pretty short verse there, but how many times did you see, you know, form of the word, you know, great mentioned there? Three times. Three times in verse 3. Short little verse. Reiterates there. Great is the Lord, and because of that, he's greatly to be praised. And his greatness, I mean, let's just put it this way. You can't even, you can't, you can't even research or, or search it out to the depths of which you would reach how profoundly great he is. It's unsearchable. And for, 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 for however great you think God is right now, you're not thinking big enough. That's really what it's saying there. Um, and so, you know, it is good for us to do that. Now, It's good for me to do that. Um, look, I'm just like you. I get, you know, pride can come into your heart pretty quickly, right? And, uh, you know, you, you might look and say, well, what on earth do we have to be proud about? Well, you know, I mean, hey, we'll come up with all kinds of things that, uh, you know, we'll let come into our hearts and minds and thoughts that might, that might uh, uh, send us in a direction that isn't, um, you know, that isn't uh, uh, appropriate. And um, God gives grace to the humble. You say, well, you know, how can you really say whether someone's humble or not? Well, I think the, the, the quick test and the best test um, is what is their heart towards the Lord? You know, because sometimes it, humility is a tricky thing. I mean, sometimes, you know, people that kind of come across as a little brash and a little, you know, really, I mean, in their heart, they're very humble before the Lord. They just have a certain personality. Others that might come across as very, very humble. And, uh, you know, they'll pretty much kind of like let you know how humble they are. You know, <laughs> they may not be quite as humble as what they're portraying. All right. I'm just saying it's a tricky thing. But I think all of us can say, okay, what is my heart towards the Lord? You know, how quick am I to praise him? At a given moment when there's something when there's something, you know, that may draw attention to me, do I almost get a little, like, uncomfortable with the fact that, okay, not uncomfortable, but how am I, gonna, how am I going to give the glory to the, to the Lord through this? I think sometimes you can just graciously accept a compliment, but in your heart you're saying, Lord, you know, anything that I was able to do, whether I, 
whether I made something or wrote something or said something or prepared something, any of those things that I'm able to do, they're only because of the gifts that God gives me. If you memorize something, you know, if you, um, if you create something, uh, you study something, you get the best grade, whatever it is, it's only because of God's creativity. God is great in his creativity. He's He's great um, in, in keeping his word. He's great in how he works in the lives of others. He's great in his works throughout the ages. And uh, he's great in the plan that he has, you know, for mankind. Um, and God is great. And, and, and so, look, what he's done in his greatness is he's put little, little just little, little samplings of his, crea- his great creativity in each one of us. And when we exercise those things, when we, when we manifest, when we act out God's creativity that he's placed in us, the glory goes to him, right? Because he's the one that gave us the ability um, and the, the wherewithal to, to, uh, to do it. Uh, and so it, it is good for us to praise God because the more we praise God, the more in our heart and in our mind we're rehearsing the order of things. Do you understand what I'm saying? When we sing about the greatness of God, we're, rehe- we're, we're, we're rehearsing, we're, we're reminding everybody in ourselves, you know, of how the order of things stands. And uh, it keeps us with the right perspective. And it keeps God where, uh, on the throne where he belongs, right? It keeps the crown on him. And, uh, and, it, and it keeps us uh, in a place of, of, uh, of serving him and yielding him in our hearts. Uh, let's just read the rest. Let's read through verse 13, make a couple of observations, and then we'll, then we'll close. Um, One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. Now, of all the things that we can offer our children, because in America, you know, we, we've kind of we've, we've built this idea of what we want to pass down to our kids. But there's nothing greater than we can, that we can pass down to young people than a healthy perspective of how great God is. Their creator, reminding him of the creator. Reminding him, them um, that, that God loves them, has a plan for them, he knows who they are, and, and he's, he's made these things for us to enjoy and to enjoy him forever. And, and so, one generation shall praise thy works to another. Be quick to praise the works of God in front of your children. Draw your, uh, their attention to him. I will, verse 5, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. You know, what, what uh, the abundance of your heart, that's what your mouth will speak about. And if you're in awe of God, then there, you know, along the way, that's going to come out. Uh, people are going to know that that's what you really think is, is uh, that you think is God is great. And men shall speak of the, mighty, uh, of the might of thy terrible acts and will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. I love a church that we know where we can sing of the greatness of God. We can sing of the righteousness of God. And we can sing in our heart along the way as well. Or even listen to music that, that uh, leads us in doing that. Um, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and, great mer- and of great mercy. There's our word over and over again. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power, to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. 
Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. And we've been, uh, we've been spending a lot of time in the Psalms, and there's just so much truth, you know. There's so much truth. The songs, the songs of Israel, uh, just full of doctrine, full of, uh, of, of things that we can look at and just practically take to heart. So the, the, the practical truth tonight is this. Spend time, like we spoke of last week, dwelling on, meditating on the greatness of God. And praising God, articulating how great He is. Because if you think about that and you articulate that, it'll, it'll keep your heart in a good place. It'll keep your perspective uh, where it needs to be. So let's pray.